Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Now, welcome everybody. A lot happening today. Guess who took the uh, witness stand in the Harvey Weinstein trial this oh, afternoon? Oh, yeah. is it uh, Jennifer Newsom? She did. Jane Doe number four underway and immediately complained that he's staring at me. About Weinstein. Staring at her. I thought they had tilted his chair so he couldn't. <laughs> oh, that was to so he could stop staring at the jury. He could still yeah. stare at the witness. Yeah. I guess that's so, unavoidable. We'll give you a full update on that uh, later on. And uh, we are expecting another vote dump. Uh, technically, the word is tranches. <clears throat> tranches of votes get released. Tranches, not I like, trenches. I like dump better. Because that's dump. what it is. They had, they had a dump on uh, over the weekend that uh, gave uh, Karen Bass a 9,000-vote lead. Yep, pretty much very close to a 10,000-vote lead. We'll talk about that. We want to start off the show by wishing uh, a man who's been on our show before uh, best wishes and best health. It's Jay Leno. Uh, the word came out that uh, he had to cancel a show in Las Vegas, and then uh, his people released a statement along with uh, Jay Leno, who said in a statement to Variety, I got some serious burns from a gasoline fire. I am okay. I just need a week or two to get back on my feet, which sounds like Jay Leno, regardless of whether oh, it was not yeah. serious or it was serious. Ah, it's nothing. I'll be back on my feet. Just go and go, whatever you were doing. Go have a good time. Well, he'll be back on stage with his face all bandaged up, and he'll be... Uh... Yeah, he Tell said him. that before. He can't stop working. He's, His parents were the same way. He's just that kind of guy. I've met him a number of times. He's an incredibly nice guy. Incredibly nice and genuine. Yes, despite all that fallout with The Tonight Show. Well, <laughs> that aside, and, that, and that's broadcast executives screwing up a situation. And, uh, what but, was the famous story? He went snooping in somebody's office to see if he could figure out what was going on. With oh, the... I, I see. I heard that. And I was like, I'd do that, too. So yeah, well, you know, probably somebody, a lot of people do do that when they can't get the hey, straight story from a boss because people are uncomfortable telling you the truth to your face. You spy, right? Or you find out a source who can tell you something. If you find out somebody, somebody's trying to screw you over, you do what you have to do. Yeah, that's how you survive. 
the email said his family was not able to provide us many, very many details, but there was a very serious medical emergency that is preventing Jay from traveling. All we know is that he is alive, so our prayers go out to him and his family tonight. Uh, there were reports that he was working uh, in his Burbank garage on his classic car collection, and I guess one of them uh, caught fire. Yeah, it was a gasoline fire. I saw a report with Fox News. And yeah, it's it it been burned. tough to to really confirm all of this because, yeah, there's a couple of reports that it was some type of a gasoline fire. But uh, TMZ was one of the first to have this story and uh, said the flames burned the left side of his face but did not penetrate his eye or his ear. But uh, burns are a serious thing. You get him in the face. I don't know how close he was to whatever well, you know, you get, caught fire. You know, it's very susceptible. Uh, burn areas are susceptible to infections. And then, of course, if they're scarring, you got to get uh, plastic surgery to deal with the scarring. They but, took him to the Grossman Burn Center, which is, uh, you know, top notch. They're yeah. one of the expert places for burn injuries. Uh, they took him by ambulance, too. Which tells me, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make this bigger than it is because I don't know what it is. But, you know, that that's a serious situation there. And he has been admitted to the hospital. But his statement is, I'll be fine in a couple of weeks. He was supposed to appear at something called the Financial Brand Conference. But the organizers got word he couldn't come because of a very serious medical emergency. And then uh, some more statements were released that it was a uh, burn to the face for Jay Leno, who... In case you don't know, has an incredible, large, classic car collection, reportedly worth, uh, considered rare antique and vintage, worth anywhere from $50 million to $100 million. And I guess he keeps them in a massive garage where he likes to tinker with them and drives them around, which is why he loved AM radio. <laughs> That's right. He drives around in these ancient cars, and the only thing you can pick up in those cars is AM radio. That was he, some of the older ones, yes. He definitely. has more than 280 unique vehicles. Wow. Yeah. And he has that show, Jay Leno's Garage. Have you ever seen that? Uh, yeah, I have a few times. Yeah. Uh, celebrities come and uh, they drive uh, one of Jay's cars around, or I guess maybe they bring over one of their cars. Right. And that's been on for many years. Yeah, it says here a few of his favorites are a 1963 Jaguar XKE, a 1994 McLaren F1. And a 1972 Mercedes-Benz compressor with the K, compressor. And there's some some pictures of the... Um, there are guys like this. They actually have a classic car. It's more like a parade where I live. When once every few months, there's signs on the street. You can't park here. The classic cars are going to be parking here Sunday from like 7 a.m. to oh, 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 12 noon. And sure enough, there goes the guy. A lot of them in convertibles. They, they have a, a classic car gathering at Bob's Big Boy on Friday afternoons. At least they used to. I haven't been there in a couple of years. They had it near me at a Ruby's, but the Ruby's closed. So they're now finding and, other places to. Uh, so they go to the classic restaurants, right? Yeah. Also, uh, there was a hubbub in Malibu. Because there's a, a shopping center in Malibu, and they would take it over on Sunday mornings. Oh. And I remember there was stuff that and celebrities would show up there, like, really, like Leno and Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. And and there was a hubbub over the parking, and that it started too early, and a couple of years ago, yeah. And I, yeah. I've seen that one too. I've seen uh, that collection. Yeah, well, people who have a it's a whole life. It it actually is. I was going to say it's almost its own little cult. 
that because uh, what everyone does is they admire each other cars, right? They walk up well, and down, they chat, they talk about uh, you know it's interesting on them. And uh, so, some years back when I used to go to Bob's Big Boy a lot, I used to see this on, on Friday afternoons, and it's funny you could tell the guys who grew up came of age in the 1950s. Right. Because um, they all had the same hairstyles. It's just their hair turned all white. But it was still all greased back. Right. And you could see exactly what they must have looked like when they were uh, when they were 19 in the 1950s. And then, you know, 40 years goes by and they're the same guy. And they're, and they're kind of dressed the way they used to dress in the 50s as well. Right. Now, yeah. you know, now they're even that much older, so. Yeah. But it's uh, it was it was a whole it's a whole culture like a subculture. Oh yeah, very very attached to it. All right, I tell you what, we still John have a keyword every hour today. Are you excited about that? There's still money to be given away. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for your enthusiasm. Uh, I am Mr. Course, enthusiasm. Our inflation bonus cash. When we come back, yes, we'll go through the discouraging results that came over the weekend, and there's more coming today. Uh, most experts don't think the trend is going to reverse. And what I'm talking about is Karen Bass picking up these later tabulated mail-in votes. Yes. Which the county registrar is still working on. Yeah. So the harvesting. We'll get to that. The, the harvesting the, process has uh, begun. The There's, late batch was pulled from the fields. There is your, your ballot harvesting going on. All right. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, it's only 220? Oh, are you still on Daylight Savings Time? No, no. They, I don't know. Today's just dragging. Sorry about that. It's all right. Mondays can drag. <laughs> it's dragging. Uh, the L.A. County Registrar voter's name is Dean Logan. He's a hack. Anyway, when election night came and went, they said, well, we still got a lot of ballots to count. And it's a lot of mail and stuff. A lot of people dumped them at the polling places late or dumped them in those ballot boxes or put them in the mail. A lot of ballot so, harvesters went door to door at the nursing homes. And that's what we suspect. Part- uh, so here's what he said. We don't want to pick and poke and release little small batches of the votes. So we'll see you again Friday with some some vote counts. Well, suddenly Thursday, there was a dump of votes. And then Friday, there was another dump. And Saturday, another dump. So he changed his mind. There was this long quote I read for him. We didn't want, because they were going to schedule it Friday, then Tuesday, right? We wouldn't get another update till tomorrow. But... What? I, I, and he said, we just we didn't want it to be drips and drabs. Why? We didn't want to really, I don't know. He felt like that wouldn't tell a good story or a complete story just, if they just released a just few send votes out, at a time. How about this? Uh, you serve the people. Send out whatever you have. Even if it's just one? Yeah. One, they yeah. should have a running Like one lady board. finishes with the uh, mail-in ballot. She just stands up and runs outside. Yep. Okay, this one's for bass. Fine. Next. As long as it's up-to-date information. Yes. Okay. It, it, we, we run things. This is our system. We paid for it. Give us, uh, give us uh, a new total as often as possible. Well, it seems to be what he's doing now because we're going to get another dump later on this afternoon. Unfortunately for Rick Caruso, all these dumps I just mentioned, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not going in his favor. And Karen Bass is ahead by nearly 10,000 votes. It's 51% rounded to 49%. It says here... 67.26% of expected vote in. So about two-thirds of the vote is in, and he's down 10,000 votes. So there's just a couple hundred thousand left to count, if that's correct estimate of the vote that's in. It will be tough for him to win this election. Got to be honest about that. So the good news 
for John Cobelt and the residents of L.A. City Council District 11, the dopey Mike Bonin seat that is still hanging in there in Tracy Park's favor. And uh, she's been at 55-45. Now you could say 54-46 if you want. Aaron Darling picked up a few votes to narrow the distance. She's holding out uh, pretty well, though. Yeah, I mean, if that's two-thirds of the vote counted, you know, and there's a difference between them of about 5,000 votes, that's, you know, pretty good. It would take a lot for him to... uh, Also, it has, while it may be slightly in his favor, these late vote counts, it's not overwhelming. I wouldn't use the word overwhelming, but it's not as uh, clear as what's happening in the Bass-Caruso race. To make up up 10 points with only a third of the vote left, and that's assuming that this district also has a third of the vote left. Uh, then he would he would have to start getting an overwhelming number, right? Now in the vote in the vote in the race that you voted for Ray Lopez, our producer, yes, Biden. yes, yes. I want Ray to be our next uh, county supervisor in our district on the west well, side. Well, the <laughs> well, uh, yeah. How fun would that be, though? Still, don't see him showing up here in the vote count, but they don't give you every possible person that was voted for. But it looks like Nobel Bob has fallen behind. Bob Hertzberg has fallen behind his opponent, Lindsay Horvath, who was a part of the West Hollywood City Council. John was so distaste, so disgraced, and so disgusted. I think disgusted by the choice. That's the word. Yeah, disgusted. That he that he wrote in Ray's name for uh, L.A. County Supervisor. Well, Lindsay Horvath is a nut, complete, you know, woke whack job. But I take personal enjoyment that Hertzberg. Uh, if Hertzberg goes down to defeat, because he is just a blustering, bumbling pile of. He, he just it, it, his. I can't control myself anymore on this. I really can't. Oh, I, I like I'm it. It's like, playing, a, it's like playing match game. I, What's the last I, I, word? Well, what would you, you put mean, in there? I, a blustering, I, bumbling pile of. It would start with B. And I can't. No, I mean, he should he should go down. I'll I'll have a toast if he goes down. Okay. His no bail policies and just his general blustering attitude, his his know it all attitude, and he lies. He came on the show and just lied. He lied about all the crime statistics associated with no bail. That's that's unforgivable. And me. I don't think there's much difference between them as no, far they're... as their politics are concerned. They're going to join those other no. board of supervisor wackos. No, they're going to vote uh... exactly the same way or close to the same way. The only thing is he went out of his way in Sacramento to pass to try to pass these no bail laws out of his way, even after the public voted on a referendum saying, uh-uh, we don't like no bail. We want bail. And then he kept trying to do no bail anyway. And, and you know what? That kind of attitude, that's got to be punished. He's got to be spanked. So the Times did another one of these stories this afternoon. When will we know who won the L.A. mayor's race and why is it taking so long? It's like the kid in the back seat. Are we there yet? There's a couple of nuggets in it. Most of it we know. I like this one. How many votes are left to count? No one knows. And the reason for that, and this is where is a couple of things I picked up in this. California, of course, a lot of people now vote by mail. That's not true in many other states. Secondly, we give one full week to receive those ballots, whether they're put in the mail or they're put in those ballot boxes, or as John said, they're harvested. You have until tomorrow at midnight for it to reach the registrar's office. Now, why is that a full week? A full week. That's what the legislature decided, I guess. Yes, and why would the county did? I don't know. And why would that be? More opportunity. More opportunity for corruption. A full week for a ballot in the mail? Really? Or in, a, or in one of those lockboxes. Yeah. 
it comes either way or or somebody carries it. I don't know if somebody carries I, it into it. I was looking right before the show at the uh, House of Representatives overall race for Congress. There are, yes. There are 18 House races that have yet to be officially decided. 18. 11 of them are in California. Yeah, I did see that. I yeah. know. Yeah. So the other 49 states don't have this problem. Um. Boy, they did answer this question. In Los Angeles, the voters who wait until close to the last minute to put their ballots into the mail or the drop boxes tend to be young people, and they tend to be liberal. Conservative voters have a strong preference for voting in person on Election Day. So Caruso, the more conservative candidate, did very well with Election Day votes. Bass has gained strength among late-arriving ballots that have been counted. Now, they do point out, this is not true everywhere, though. Out in Riverside County, longtime Congressman Ken Calvert is doing better with the late arriving ballots. He's a Republican in uh, the race against his Democratic opponent. And there are other states, New Hampshire. No one knows yet which party controls the state legislature. Same goes for Pennsylvania's state house. And there's undecided congressional races still in New York, Oregon, and Arizona. Yeah, do they have ballot harvesting in these states? I I don't know how it works. That's got a lot to do with it. And I don't know how it works with mail-ins. I think, well, actually, I think it was Oregon. They were the first to go all mail-in. I believe they're one of the states that was one of the first right. to go all mail-in and, vote. And by the way... Matter of fact, I don't think you can vote in person in so, Oregon. I think it's all mail-in. So, so the states with heavy mail-in uh, apparently have some of the worst, most disgusting cities. I mean, if you line up... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, because I mentioned, right, New York, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, uh, San, San Francisco, and, and New York City, and Los Angeles. Yeah, Arizona's on the list, but they don't have really bad cities, do they? Uh, no. They just have really boring cities, but uh, but, but but I mean you, you know this this, this left wing vote. Look what it's producing. Look just look look in the streets. I, I'm I'm I, just how much is it going to take before people change their voting patterns? Uh, and of course, uh, we found out over the weekend that the Democrats do control the United States Senate. That doesn't matter what happens in Georgia because they're ahead. Uh, 50 to 49. So if the Republicans win Georgia, it's 50-50, but we still have uh, the vice president breaking the tie, and that's a Democrat. And the House, the prediction I saw this morning, of course, they could always be wrong. The Republicans will gain control, but it might only be as low as three seats. You may have seen a different estimate in your reading. Um, no, I mean, it could be. I, I've seen anywhere from 219 uh, it would, 218's control. Right. So it could be anywhere from them leading 219 to 216 or as high as uh, 222 to 213. Right. So, but do you really think that it's, I think it was 11 races in California are still undecided, was it? Or yeah. Do you think they're going to go a Republican way? Some of them probably will, but I, I think there's just, a. There's, with there's the late a, mail in, I'm saying. Right. There's, there's a couple that have Republicans leading. But yeah, with the late mail in, I don't know. Like we said in that well, right, race, example, Riverside County, Ken Calvert actually is overcoming his Democratic opponent. Here, here's a guy we've had on the show many times, Kevin Kiley, who is oh, a yeah, state yeah. senator up in Northern California. He is winning his race. He's trying to become a congressman. He's winning at 53 to 47. Uh, they haven't called the race yet, though. Only Ooh, 51, surprising. 51% yeah. of the vote is in. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> at least in the city of L.A., two-thirds of the vote's in. All right, we got more coming up. Uh, When we return, uh, the wife of Gavin Newsom took the witness stand today in the trial of the disgusting Harvey Weinstein. She is Jane Doe number four and accuser. More coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Well, today was finally the day that Jane Doe number four 
took the stand at the trial of the disgusting, disgraced Harvey Weinstein in Los Angeles. He has pled not guilty to multiple sex assault charges, four counts of rape, four counts of forcible oral copulation, sexual penetration by force, sexual battery. These are incidents dealing with four accusers that date from 2004 to 2013. Jane Doe, number four, is none other than Jennifer Newsom, the wife of Gavin Newsom. Now, we knew this for some time, but the reason it's big today is that she did take the stand. Uh, he is charged with sexually assaulting her, forcible oral copulation and forcible rape. Sometime between September 1st of 2004 and September 30th of 2005, uh, did you know this? She's a Stanford University graduate who has written, directed, and produced several documentaries. John knows this part. Oh, if yes. Including Misrepresentation, The Mask You Live In, and The Great American Lie. Happily uh, financed in part by PG&E. She has advocated for working mothers and launched initiatives focused on closing the gender pay gap, among other efforts. That's what she's doing with her time as the wife of the governor. And I won't use the I, you, I won't use the title because I know how much it drives you crazy. Uh, the defense attorney simply said that uh, she had consensual sex with Weinstein because she wanted to get roles in films. Just that simple. So she took the stand today, admitted that she was very nervous, asked by the prosecutor Marlene Martinez whether she could see Weinstein in court. She began to cry. She said yes. And in a shaky voice, he's wearing a suit and a blue tie. And he's staring at me. Now, her story is, and this happened before she met Gavin Newsom. So we have a timeline here. She was 31 years old in the year 2005. She met Weinstein at a bar with other industry friends. It was the Toronto Film Festival. I like the way she put this. There was this big person coming towards me, and it felt like everybody sort of backed away. It felt like the Red Sea was parting because, you know, Weinstein, what a player. Yeah. He was really the most powerful person in Hollywood at that time. It shows you how, how sad this crowd is. They really are. They're That's really right. sad. Remember, it's not, it's not oh. what you know, it's who you know, That's and it's right. never more true than in the entertainment uh, business. We have to be nice to the rapist. I, he might put me in a movie. Imagine if I was in a movie. Um, he then introduced himself. Would you meet with me later to continue our talk? I felt like I had to go meet with him. Maybe he'll give me some good advice. I thought that there was a genuine interest in talking to me about my work. Okay. I, look, uh, <laughs> odds are he he raped her, right? But yes. I, I do not and will never understand why anyone would go with a Harvey Weinstein thinking that he wants to give you advice. Now, at this I, time, I don't I, even, I mean, there were, I think there were rumors about him back then, but I, the, there was nothing really public that Harvey I, Weinstein I understand in. why somebody would trade sex for a good part in a movie, right? And I understand um, why somebody may regret that choice later on. What I don't understand is thinking that he is not a predator, that he is a benign, warm, friendly bear of a man. I don't know. You'd have to be pretty naive not I, to believe, I, right? Can you This be man, oh, he's genuinely interested in my career. You mean he came from across the room, everybody got out of the way because he realized that I'm a big talent. No, I, he found you attractive is what I, it was. I can't. And he gets who he wants. You know what? I, it, it, 
to the degree I can't even believe that somebody would trust Harvey Weinstein. I can't believe that. I think they say it after it after the fact because it turned out so badly. Oh, I didn't know. It's like how could you not know Harvey Weinstein? He had the worst reputation for decades. And uh, from what I've read in stories, everybody on the inside knew about it and talked about it. But she's not on the inside at this point, I don't think. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, no, there's no way to know for sure. There and are I, circles sure of people she got, in the entertainment business. I don't think she was anywhere near the inner circle. I, what in I'm talking about is not, is not whether she got, not not whether she's telling a true story. She's likely got brutally attacked. What I don't understand is this whole concept when when a producer, a Hollywood producer, invites you. Uh, alone in a hotel room that you don't instantly know that this is this is bad your instincts should take I mean, over i mean and she's 31 she's not like a 19 right. year old so which means she must have run into this before right she said i felt a bit intimidated he was charming he treated me initially like he was really curious about me maybe flattered is how i felt she and a friend later met up with him at a hotel bar i felt like there was a genuine interest in him talking about my work no, he, sociopaths are really good at that. Sociopaths are really great at making that phony connection, and you're snowed, and they are charming, and they're funny, and they're empathetic, and, oh, how wonderful it is to see you. At, and, and, and that's their secret weapon. That's how they lure you in, right? Because if you actually acted like an a-hole... You wouldn't go near him, right? You wouldn't go up to the room. The only way to get somebody to go up in the room is to make you feel perfectly safe. Safe, right. And make you feel intrigued and flattered. And, you know, you feel, you know, they, they focus all their attention on you. It's like, oh, I must be, I must really have something going here. Someone this powerful is focusing all his attention on little old me. Wow. This, well, if he is. Now, to lay the groundwork. For Jennifer Newsom's testimony, a woman testified the other day named uh, an actress. Uh, I'm sorry. Everybody's called actor now. Sorry. <laughs> Daphne Zuniga, who some of you out there may know. She was in Spaceballs in Melrose Place. And she said that she went on a hike with Cybele Newsom not long after this happened. And when I asked how the meeting with Harvey went, she just said, not good. I don't want to talk about it. So that's their way of trying to say that she did sort of tell somebody about it or gave some hint. I always known her to be a positive, upbeat, look-you-in-the-eye person, lovely energy, but that day she seemed upset, squirmy, and agitated. Now, on the other side, and we covered this during the opening statements, Mark Worksman is the attorney, and what a piece of Worksman for Harvey Weinstein. He called uh, Jennifer Newsom a very prominent citizen of California who has made herself a prominent victim in the hashtag MeToo movement. Otherwise... She'd just be another bimbo who slept with Harvey Weinstein to get ahead in Hollywood. Oof. Yeah, that was a, that was a clank to the floor, you, wasn't you don't, it? You don't hear that much anymore, even from defense attorneys. Doesn't that tell you two things? He considers her to be probably the key accuser for the prosecution, especially because she's number four, so she's yeah. the anchor. Well, she's number two, he's, yeah. he's coming after her. Yeah. Well, he's going to come after her on the stand. He, and the big thing we know is, why did you communicate with him after the sex assault, why did you go to Harvey for advice about Gavin Newsom? Because that's allegedly the story, right? That she emailed him 
wanting to talk to him about, you know, her new relationship, which was with Gavin Newsom or something like that. So we're going to find out a lot more detail when they present this in court. Well, but I, that's I, I, been Worksman's thing that these women stayed in touch with Weinstein. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is a, this is a got to be a lesson. Should be a lesson by now. This oh, I'm right. It was asking him for help in dealing with the media surrounding a scandal involving her husband, who was mayor of San Francisco at the time. This is 2007. Right, this is we know what that scandal was. Yeah, that was Newsom uh, doing his uh, doing his Weinstein activity. Maybe she thought she'd go to somebody just like that who might be able to yeah, give her because, advice. Because it, he was having an affair with the wife of his chief of staff, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, Newsom was doing his version of being manipulative and um, looking her right in the eye and making that, that wife feel really comfortable and wonderful, like you're the most important thing in the world, and not caring that his chief of staff was, was going to be hurt by this. Yeah. Not caring so. that he was going to like emotionally abuse this this woman. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, I mean, stuff that Newsom's got away with in his life because he's good looking is is really incredible. What she was asking Weinstein, though, for just to clarify, was a help with the media surrounding the scandal. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll talk about that shooting at the University of Virginia involving some football players and uh, the shooter who was captured. Some details about that to give you after the news at 3 o'clock. Something we've talked about from time to time on the show. We like to watch these things because uh, they represent people's frustrations with the place that they live in and the people who run it. And I'm not talking about California. But there are people in the state of Oregon. Now, Oregon looks like it did retain the Democrat governor. There are some changes going on in the dumpy city of Portland, which is finally looking like they may be cracking down on the homeless encampments and people are leaving that city. But uh, residents in a couple of counties in Oregon, this is Morrow County and Wheeler County, did vote in favor of a measure related to moving the state line between Oregon and Idaho. Nine previous eastern Oregon counties had already voted for what they call greater Idaho. Because I guess Idaho would get bigger and it would take in these Oregon counties. Clearly, people in these counties are very frustrated with the type of government they have. Something you see here in California all over, but the northern counties of California, well, particularly up there on the border with Oregon, those people are not happy either with the state. Remember the state of Jefferson they wanted to form? Yeah, and, they still do. I have a Jefferson flag. Yeah, from this movement? Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd you get that? Huh? Uh, my, my son uh, had a job up in that region for a while, and he told me about the movement because everybody walks around town. And uh, there are flags, and they, they, it is a big deal. And so I, I went to a store, and I found all this uh, Jefferson paraphernalia, so I bought stuff. Stickers, a flag. Is it reminiscent of the Old South? It's Jefferson I, Davis? Or, um, I remember, or is it after Thomas Jefferson? I remember it? it being a green flag. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Let me see uh, here. If I, I'm sure it's got more to do with Thomas yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, no, all right, here it is. It is a green flag with a yellow uh, seal in the middle of it. And it says 51st state of Jefferson. And inside in the inner circle, it has a double X. Oh, 
And uh, trying to see what the dove. It's a gold pan with two X's conveying the region's sense of having been double crossed. Oh, that's a good one. By by far flung state capitals. Yeah, Sacramento. They were very angry with Sacramento. Angry with Sacramento. And, and this is Southern Oregon counties. And Oregon like is what's, uh, what's the capital of uh, Oregon? Salem. Salem. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're pissed at Salem and Sacramento. They've been double crossed. So you have the double X's in the gold pan, and then the black circle on a gr- bright green b- background. Well, the the as of uh, well, it was a couple of days after the election. Eight hundred votes in Wheeler County, Oregon. Fifty-eight percent in favor. Uh, 3,837 votes in a place called Morrow County, 60% were in favor. So according to the Greater Idaho Movement, 11 of the 15 counties they hope to add to Idaho have now voted in favor of related ballot measures. Now, the wording of the measures was a little, like, for instance, in Morrow County, it called for the county commission, the board, to meet three times a year to discuss promoting Morrow County's interest regarding relocation of the state border. But as you probably would have guessed, this is a bit like getting rid of the time change. Uh, This thing has to go through several layers of approval. Now, the U.S. Constitution gives only Congress and state legislators the power to move or change state borders. So they're going to have to get it through the California legislature, the Oregon legislature, the Idaho legislature, and U.S. Congress. The the Jefferson one you're talking about, but the greater Idaho one only involves Oregon. So would have oh, to get to Greater Oregon. Idaho is just Oregon. Oh, I yeah, see. it is. Okay. That's, that's just that's just some counties oh. in Oregon who want to become part Wait, of Idaho. Are there some counties that'll go either way? They'll take they'll take Jefferson or they'll take uh, Greater Idaho. I would imagine so. Anything but what they've got all right. now. All right, but but practically, you're never going to get these legislatures to do this. So, what's your next option? Um, you're going to stage a you know a real uh, you know 1776 revolution <laughs> secession movement. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean. Uh, that's the only alternative. You're not going to. I think what they'd like to do is call attention to this, um, which might get other people thinking, yeah, and maybe putting pressure on the legislature. Except I don't know. There isn't a soul in the legislature in any of these states that cares. I don't see any support the Oregon, in any of these stories, the, 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 right? They don't care. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, unless you're willing to go to some extreme measures, nothing, nothing's ever going to change. You know, I, I just don't like, it's almost like uh, these movements are like self-pleasuring. It makes people feel like they're some part of something larger. They're doing some good. You know, at least they're raising awareness or whatever, you know, phrase of the day is. But actually, it's, it's, it's nothing. This is interesting. The people in Idaho say that uh, our state constitution sets the name and boundaries of the state. So this would need a statewide vote to amend. Oh, that'd be another uh, mm-hmm. hurdle to, to right. jump over. Idaho, Idahoans would have to vote on well, whether yeah. they want to take in these Oregon counties. Be, well, because mostly these are poor counties. They don't bring a whole lot of GDP with them. So now <laughs> They're probably good, hardworking people. Except their jobs have been decimated. Yeah. Like in, in California, they're, they're very upset because they made their money in the lumber industry. And the forests are now largely off limits. They made their money in the mining industry. And that's severely restricted. Well, like so the citizens that, for Idaho had a comeback. If Congress were to change Idaho's boundaries in accordance with the law or interstate compact, and Idaho doesn't update its constitution, then perhaps Congress could override the Idaho constitution, leaving the state to sort out the amendment later. <laughs> that was their response to this. So, in other words, yeah, I don't uh, know. The how, federal government trumps the state government. Then uh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> right now, that's that's a hell of a legal fight. Yeah.
but they believe that the Greater Idaho Movement would have to win a majority of support well, in both states. Wow. It, you know, the thing is, this I don't think this can go on forever to have such a huge gap between these progressive cities that don't mind the filth and the garbage and the crime and the homeless, right? Nah, and I agree. these rural areas that, that nobody pays any attention to them. It's just, hey, give us your tax money. And here's a bunch of restrictions so you can't earn a living. That, that can't go on forever. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about the shooting at the University of Virginia. They did catch the gunman. We'll give you what we know about this story coming up next. John and Ken KFI, AM 640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark Live in the 24-hour KFI Newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.